Yeah. With his black guinea, he walks in the dead of night. Only way to see him is if he's lit up by street lights. Welcome back. It is the Bachelor lifestyle. The Bachelor recap from the folks. Me. I hate that word folks, by the way. From the people, person, me, who brings you the Baller Lifestyle podcast. This is the spinoff podcast, The Bachelor Lifestyle. My name is Brian Beckner. I am the host. I am really into this season, The Bachelor, the most I've been into it in a while, and I'm stoked to talk talk about it with my close friend and colleague, Jason Stewart, who joins us now. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Now, um, yep. I do need to kind of update our listeners. Uh, Brian and I decided that I should reach out to our favorite contestant this year, uh, Caroline Lunny, and see if she would come on to be a guest. Um, Caroline has been, uh, you know, sporadic yet consistent with her likes of our tweets about her. She likes your tweets and and she'll respond. Yeah. So I I just threw out the invite and I got crickets. Oh, no. I thought I I was really ready. For you, to, for you to have big news, I got to be honest. I am keep. I I now follow Caroline on both both platforms, two platforms. Uh-huh. I don't Snapchat because you know I don't even know what it is. Uh, but I do the Insta and I do the Twitter, and I follow her both places. And she never ceases to be incredibly hot like every time i look I, I see a post from her and i look at her i'm like oh my god that chick is insane her instagram stories um amazing and just her little casual wear are, are, are really fun to watch and i don't know which um phrase made you sound uh, older or which parts made you sound older you you admitting that you don't do snapchat or are you calling instagram insta oh no insta is what the kids call it that's the nope. that's kid's no. thing. They don't call if it anything, If anything, they play on the gram part of it. They don't do the, the Insta. Gram? They, call it, yeah. they call it either. It's called both, Insta or the gram. And plus, oh. I, I march the beat, the beat of my own drummer. Do you? Are you a Snapchatter, Jason Stewart? I'm on it. You I, are? I, yeah. I, I look at it. I'm not a, um, an active poster. I don't, I don't do uh, snaps and post them, but no. I, I like to follow the people I like. You like to, let me guess, you like to follow some... Some sluts on there. I would never call any woman that. Oh, you wouldn't. But you, nope. uh, you like to follow some Snapchat models. Just friends. 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 Well, I'm looking at Caroline Lunny's Twitter right now, and I think when I first followed her, she had fewer followers than me. I was like, oh my god, she only has 1,800 followers, which was a huge. Right. I felt like it was a huge bummer. Uh, but now she's she's eclipsed me, and she's. She's doubled my follower count at this point, so she's she's creeping up, and hopefully, right, she gets a little. Because I don't feel like she's got. She went out too early. I don't feel like she's got. She's she's definitely got the hotness, but I don't feel like she's got the juice to get into position <laughs> to be a bachelorette. It's the bachelorette's going to be end up being one of these chicks that ends up in the final four or some rando that they find from another season or something. Um, I don't. I don't feel like Caroline's got the juice, so she's going to be needing this podcast soon to help promote herself, and we would be happy to do it. Yeah, we'd love to do it, and and I'd re- I'd hate to work that into to the pitch that you need us, but um, 
maybe at some point we'll do that. Her her Insta stories last night. Yeah. Just I'm a fan. Uh okay. Ed Daly or Ed Daly. Jason Stewart. What let's talk about what happened last night on the show. I feel like Ari is on a mission to annoy me by systematically eliminating all the chicks I'm attracted to. Yeah. No, he's gotten rid of some really good ones. Yeah. Um but I mean, can we guys just kind of uh, set the scene a little bit for yeah, this episode? Yeah, let's go through uh, it, buddy. <clears throat> so they move it from uh, from South Lake Tahoe to like I think we mentioned last week. This this, this season has definitely been a, on a budget to this point for sure. To to Fort Lauderdale, so not, they did, not even they, Miami. Yeah, couldn't even go down the, down the South Beach. It's Fort Lauderdale and Miami I, adjacent. Ari Ari, I think. Uh, is the first human under the age of 70 to, to utter the words Fort Lauderdale is a beautiful place to fall in love. <laughs> it's, it's pretty sweet. Uh, they, they arrived at the W hotel and of course the chicks freaked out like they had never been in a hotel before or seen a hotel room or anything. Cause they were it's, going ape shit to be staying jumping on beds. Yeah. Jumping on beds yeah. and then running out to the balcony to see the view. I mean, that, that's pretty much what they have to do. Act like nine-year-olds, um, pillow fights, and and all that silliness. Um, and then one of the, um, I guess we left last week with the uh, with the big question mark is was it Mar- what's her name Markel? Markel. Uh, Markel. Ma- uh, Markel. You know her uh, grandfather passed away. She left the show last I week. Said and was, I said they left yeah, it open-ended. They did. They did. And you were right. They, uh, she comes back. Yeah. And um, basically her summary of her grandfather dying and having to leave was, um, you know, I'm really happy to be back. All my family was there. And then this is what she says. I thought I thought I would get more sleep, but I didn't. <laughs> and then she, and that was it. That was the the only thing that she had to, to say about the entire experience. So she's back in the mix. Um, yeah, she's back in the mix. And I think I texted you something like Mikel's back. This is like getting. This is like trading for Manny Ramirez at the All Star break because Mikel came back to the show and instantly, in the absence of Caroline instantly became the hottest chick there. Yeah. I mean, or I, I, I might even like the sports analogy to be a little bit more accurate would be like, you know, getting after, you know, a guy goes out before a spring training right. and they get in him back in Come, August comes off the disabled list. Yeah. Like a, I don't know, like a Pollock or something with the diamondbacks or just one of those guys. Oh, that it's just, random, yeah. random player that no one knows. Pollock. Center fielder. Never heard that's of him. Up, you mean, that's up good numbers, you mean guys. Paul Goldschmidt? That's the only player on the Diamondbacks I know besides Zach Greinke. No. Center fielder, Paul. Like, Look it up. Pick a household name. Aaron Judge. Mike yeah. Stanton. One of those guys. Okay. Continue. Pollock. So um, the first woman to get the one-on-one, and we're, we're both high on her coming off of last episode. She's kind of – she's uh, – She's won some points with us for being 
pretty normal and uh, not not given into the bullshit of some of the drama that that just happens to go on in the house. And uh, Chelsea, Chelsea gets picked for the uh, date. Now she's a single mother. Uh, but she seems to have a great attitude, and she um, rarely mentions the single mother part. Yeah, rarely goes to that card. Hardly, it's hardly brought up. Hardly brings up the fact that she's twenty nine. Hardly mentions that she's got a son, three year old son yeah. called Sammy. Right, and their date was um, on a yacht, which is basically just cruising around the marina in front of the W Hotel so the other girls could watch them do what you do on yachts. Yeah, they went on a little harbor cruise. Not positive, but maybe the same rental yacht used by the production company that shoots the show Ballers in the Miami area. (laughs) Um, She did. um, The producers gave her a line to, to read, and she did say, I'm on a dream boat, but I'm also with a dream boat. Right. That was a sweet, sweet line because dream boat, like you make fun of me for calling Instagram Insta. Last time dream boat was used was in the, in the fifties portion of back to the future. Like that's, that's such an archaic term. It's put it right up there with bohunk. Like it's just, it's just one of those, one of those words that you hear that takes you out of the moment where you're like, what, what did she say? Dream. Yeah. Dreamboat. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's uh, just one of the little puns that, that uh, it's great. they have to shoehorn into every episode. And yeah. so they have a little uh, yacht and uh, jet ski experience in front of women that can see from the hotel, obviously very staged. They yeah, have them, highly the women staged. go out and watch it and, they're hitting it off really well, making out. Um, and then um, if I if I can remember right, at that dinner, she tells like this horrible story about how her ex-husband left her with her 18-month-old oh. child. Okay. Oh, I have a couple things to – I have a couple comments there because it was really bugging me. I don't – I'm sure I've mentioned on the show before. It was probably last week. Chicks and dudes for that matter. You're on a date. You're just getting to know somebody. Nobody gives a fuck about your past relationships. It is a fucking mood killer. It's a conversation killer. It is just, there is just nowhere it can go. It's eventually you will get to know a person and you will get to know where they come from. But, but showing that you're dwelling on something that happened to you in the past is just doesn't put you in the best light. Save it for later. Be positive. Be bubbly. Be like Becca. Yeah. Well, let me be the um, devil's advocate in this scenario. Almost every time a woman or a man, for that matter, goes with a sob story on one of these one-on-ones, they're going to get a rose. So I think there is a little bit of strategy in this. um, But at the same time, she had real tears. She has a pretty shitty story about her ex leaving leaving uh, her with her 18-month-old, and all she had was her clothes that she had in, in, in garbage bags. Well, it was pretty sad. Hold on, hold on there, because I don't know what the laws are in Maine. I'm t- and I'm putting that in quotes because I'm pretty sure that's a made-up state. I'm, I'm, like, I don't, it might be part of Canada. I know it's way up there in the corner. I, I don't know what it is. I've mm-hmm. heard of it. But she's like, yeah, I'm in Maine. And then she's in her sob story. She's like, yeah, I was with this guy. He was much older, 
but he gave me a lifestyle. You know, basically she said she had a sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. She married a rich guy. And, you know, I was set up and I was just going to be this guy's wife and everything was good. And then all of a sudden, you know, the baby was six months old and I was left with all my, just my bags of things. And I'm like, hold on. I don't know what the fucking laws are up in Maine, but this dude, he's got to pay you. I'm, 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 I'm a veteran of a divorce i know how these things work i got kids with somebody that i'm not with anymore there's there's uh, money has to be awarded to the person who who makes less money in the relationship and if you make zero money and the guy makes a lot of money he's got to take care of you so there's some there's something that didn't jive there with what she was talking about jibe i think i said jive and i meant jibe continue um, either either one works so yeah, I mean that I, I can see that I can see your skepticism there, but um, you know, dinner went really well. Uh, there was a kiss and a rose, and of course, they had to go to the uh, this week's edition of the serenade, where the couple uh-huh. the couple goes to a place, and there is, and I added a word to my description. So typically, you know, it's a nondescript, unknown band. Quasi, uh, the, quasi country pop. It, I, I, I go with the genre country, but not country. Right. And it's always Caucasian. It's 100%. white, white musicians for white people dancing to their music and white people watching. Yeah. Um, and this week, remember last week we were, I, I kind of gave it credit because the unknown act didn't even get acknowledged by the uh, subjects. Like usually they, they have to like shoehorn yeah. their name in and, and what they thought. They put the this, name on the screen. <laughs> Last oh, week. Yeah. I don't think they've ever done that before. So this, this week there was the act's name and I don't know if it's the lead singer or the act. Right. Tennille as Tennille arts. Yeah. Tennille arts. Chelsea exclaimed that as yeah. she walked in as yeah. though, as though she has all their cassettes back home. Yeah. She came running in. She's like, "Oh, Tennille Arts!" Like as though she knew who, knew who those people were. And it was almost like last week. Uh, whoever whoever coordinates the music acts for this show probably got on somebody's ass because not only did she mention the name, she mentioned lyrics in the song oh, yeah. that they were oh, dancing I didn't to. Catch that part. And so just so that maybe if you were so compelled, you could Google the lyrics and download their music. And you, know? you did that? Did you do that? No, I, I stopped at Tennille Arts. What a name, by the way. Like, who's, who's managing that band? Because that's a terrible <laughs> name. It must be the chick's name, Tennille Arts, right? I, 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 did, I did not do enough research to, to figure it out, but maybe our listeners could uh, Google that and then at tweet us. Yeah, I've just Googled it. I've just, I've just done it for you. Country uh, singer Tennille Arts was just featured on ABC's hit TV show, <laughs> The Bachelor. Her new single, Moment of Weakness, is available everywhere now. She's not bad looking, Tennille Arts. Oh, she's and, Canadian. Oh, she's one of those Canadian uh, country people. Yeah. Uh, okay, continue. So um, that was that, right? That date was positive. Everything is good, and um, then what? They get the uh, they get the group date, so they're reading all the names, and of course the big buildup back at the house or the hotel is 
whatever name isn't red is going to go on the final one-on-one of the episode. Right. Tia well, is on. one of the... Hold on, hold go on, ahead. hold on, because there's one more thing I want to... Before we close out, Chelsea, he was doing that thing he where he was like almost making it seem like he was going to send her home when he gave her the rose. Really? Where he, yeah, where he's like, you know, he's like, you have a son at home, and I know you've been away from him for a long time. And I'm like, uh-oh, here's he's going to do it. And But then he's like, so I really appreciate your commitment. and But eventually... And he gives her the rose, but eventually he's going to say that same thing and send her home. Like the, yeah. the better thing to do would be to do it now, but, uh, but he's going to actually extend things. He might even go back to air quotes, Maine and meet this kid and then cut her from the show, which was, which is a much worse thing to do, a measurably worse thing to do than just sending her home now when you know you have no intention right. to keep just for a TV show. That said, I'm a fan of uh, Chelsea. I don't mind her. That that wave tattoo on the side of her palm is hideous. Um, but I'm I'm kind of into her. I don't uh, I don't mind her at all. Okay, continue. And and by the way, I figured it out last night too. She's 29 in quotes. I think she yes. she's probably mid 30s. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> now, um, you know, they did the gr- group date um, reveal. And every single name is read except for Tia, which I have uh, – she's gone up a couple notches in my book, by the way. By the end of this episode, I'm, I'm a big fan of I've, Tia. I've become a fan as well. I have to agree with you. She's the Arkansas buddy of uh, – who was the Arkansas contestant? Raven. Well, Raven. Raven. Kind of a you know no bullshit, uh, total Southern belle uh, with a little bit of an attitude. But anyways, um, the group date. This uh, the big thing this week was a bowling alley, and they were bowling. They had to wear, sh- uh, sh- you know, kind of short skimpy outfits, and mm. of course, it came down to Ari divided them up. Said the winning team gets to spend the cocktail night with me. The losing team does not, you, and that uh, is yes. the very crux of the rest of the episodes. It is. But before we get into that, we must reference the horrible big Lebowski montage that they that they tried and failed to achieve at the beginning of, you know, these shows, The Bachelor is too hours long they really need to fill some time and so he did a whole um john turturro homage thing except they couldn't license the gypsy king song that they use in the movie because that would be too expensive and that he like licked the ball and the whole thing just did not work whatsoever it was so uncomfortable and douchey and cringe inducing it was terrible uh, but yeah, then and, they, they split the, way, the girls up into teams. By the way, um, you know, television has evolved, but I don't think anybody, any movie or any TV scene has ever found a way to get around the cut to the pins uh, exploding. In other words, yeah. rarely do you see the ball out of hand and follow it down the lane to a strike. It's always watch the ball out of the hand, cut to close up of pins uh, striking 100%. like 
to me, that's like the most cliched way to yes. cover and do a bowling scene, and they went right to it. Yeah, they, 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 they could have set up a they could have set up cameras behind yeah. the chicks and then just used any one of their good throws, edited in and made that like an, a pivotal part of the game. But instead, they did exactly just the the movie style where they show the person roll and then yeah. miraculously they cut to an image of the of the all the pins being knocked down, and you're like. Come on, that's that. It's like throw a strike right there. It's like in any any uh, TV show or movie where uh, someone has done something wrong and they have to like speed away from the home, and the person at the shotgun at the porch gets one shot in. The directors cannot help themselves but have the back window explode. Right. That's that's that's, right. that's what they have to yeah. do before the the end of the scene. It's this a, is that's what bowling is. If you get if you buy groceries in the movies and you're walking home with your bag of groceries, you have always purchased a baguette. There's not there's never a time in a movie where someone goes to a, the store <laughs> and walks home with their bag of groceries and it does not include one lone singular baguette. <laughs> So, so, um, so anyways, they divide the, the back to the, uh, really the crux of the main conflict yes, of this episode. 100%. Ari divides the teams and says one of them is spending more time with me than the other at the end. That's, that's their carrot to, uh, to shoot for. And I made a note that, uh, they had Ari in, in a, uh, on camera interview say these words. I've never thought I would be in the middle of a high stakes bowling game. This is pretty intense. And and he said it he said it with all of that passion. And also and also he's the stakes. He doesn't yeah, realize that he's complimenting himself. <laughs> right. So so the uh, so he does that um a the team that has Crystal, which we've talked about many times on this this podcast. Yeah. She's really the character of this season, um, and she's gotten in good with Ari. She thinks she's much, much better with him than than he does uh, yes. or any of us do. Her team wins. She, and ha- she has a personality disorder. She has a diagnosable personality disorder that she needs to tr- attempt to um, – therapize out of her life or learn to cope with, but right. she's just been put on a TV show so we can laugh about it. And, and, you know, her team wins and they're rubbing it in the other face. And all of a sudden Ari gets a dose of compassion and reverses, reverses the whole thing. He says, you know what? I, I think all of us should spend the evening. I'll just extend tonight's time and we'll all just have a good, nice night, which, you know, a good, good guy thing to do. But, but Crystal was not having any of it. I tweeted out last night. I'm not sure which, which of the diagnosis it is. Is it schizophrenia, right. socio, sociopath or psychopath? But yep. whatever that, those like crazy empty eyes are. And if you completely lack any, Compassion or remorse, that's Crystal. Yep. She, she, sociopathy. She started to go nuts. But before she goes nuts, I, I have to, I have to give this note. The losing team, uh, the director and the producers obviously said, you need to go to the girls' locker room wow. at a bowling alley. Yeah, why is girls' there, locker room? Why, did, why does a bowl, yeah. why, does, why is there a locker room at a bowling alley? 
but quite possibly like I mean, especially for the bachelor that prees up everything, they're always putting, you know, flowers and candles in every single scene. Like this was a disgusting girls bowling alley. And and you could tell the girls were like trying to just sit on their hands and steer clear of anything that could possibly uh, get on any of those locker well, room doors. This wasn't one of those high end bowling alleys. So they embraced it. They were drinking pitchers of beer and yeah. Crystal was 100% beer drunk because she was getting into it. She was chugging yeah. Coors Light with the rest of the girls yeah. and they were chowing down on like mozzarella sticks. It was like the full fried <laughs> bowling alley fair. Like it was all set up. So, so the girls in the girls' locker room, Ari tells them that they're back in, that they're coming yep. to the cocktail hour. Everyone's crazy. Everyone's going, uh, everyone's happy. And then, as I think you pointed out either on Twitter or, or with me in text message, something happened in the bus ride between the bowling alley and the hotel where they were going to get ready for the night because there was a lot of references to how nasty – and mean and uh, disgusting Becca got language-wise on the bus between the Boeing Alley and the hotel. And to your point, since when do they not put cameras on a bus trip, especially after there's been drama? So I don't don't like spoilers, but we may need to reach out to our friend, friend of the show, and bachelor spoiler expert. Nay, foremost bachelor spoiler expert in the world reality steve because somebody had to have lost their job that they either a didn't get footage of crystal's meltdown on the bus or two didn't get usable footage they had to have cameras you how do you not have gopros how do you not have just a producer with a handheld just something to record everything that's happening when you put all these drunk girls on a bus it's crazy especially after you know crystal was just heated walking out of that bowling alley drunk she's pissed she's the most volatile person there you have to record her the entire time yeah, I mean, if, and if if they if it was if it was shot and something happened to the the footage, somebody must have lost their job because they kept having the women uh, talk about how horrible she was and how dramatic it was. Uh, so a big a big um, negative in this episode that they didn't capture that. But they get back to the hotel and uh, Crystal is throwing a huge hissy fit. Yes, yeah, they're, they're like. They're like, what's wrong? Aren't you going tonight? And she's like, no, I'm not going. He lied to us. He lied. I don't want to be with a liar, and I can't trust him. He told us if we win, we get the you know, the exclusive time. He backed out of that. I'm not going to go. And they're like, well, what if he asks wh- where you are? And she's like, well, you tell him that uh, that I, you know, I can't trust him. Yeah. He lied to us and all this stuff. And I would say this. And she just allows all the women to go to this date without her. And I, in the history of the show, and I can't believe she wouldn't have more awareness, to loudly refuse to go on a date and give the, the women ammunition to tell him their version of you declining, um, There's I don't know if there's a, a more suicidal 
act on this particular show than that to give other women a chance to give their versions of you not doing something yeah but this is crazy bitch 101 like this is this is everybody's been involved with the chick in their life that will pull a move like this where they're where (laughs) you know she wants to go she desperately wants to be there and she's not going to miss it but she's going to say oh i'm not going to that just to get the man beg her to come along. And so Ari shows up to the house and he's like, and what's funny, he's like, all right, you guys are all here. Let's go. He, he doesn't even notice that he's supposedly (laughs) so into her and they have such a connection. He walks in, doesn't even do a head count, doesn't realize that the chick he's supposedly so into isn't amongst all the chicks. And he's like, all right, girls, let's go. And he's like, you're all here. And one, I think Lauren B is like, uh, actually, we're not all here. And then right. they, then they break it down to Ari, what's going on with Crystal? And you could tell he's like, oh, this bitch is crazy. Like he is not into it. And he's like, well, you know, I should probably go up and talk to her and give her a chance to say it to my face or whatever because she had been calling him. the The crux of her thing was is that Ari is a fucking liar, mm-hmm. and that he said the game was. For a date with him. And then Mm -hmm. after the game ended, he was like, you know what? Actually, let's just all go. And so he goes up and he meets with her and they have a crazy conversation and you can tell he's over her. And then Mm -hmm. he's like, well, I guess you're not going. So fine. He doesn't bite on the thing that she's trying to get him to do, which is say, just come, just get over it. Come with us. He doesn't do that. He's like, I'm just going to leave you here. But, during that conversation, she says something that is that is key, I think, to understanding this episode. And the production should have made this clear. She grew up in a bowling alley. So just to just to make the distinction, and I it doesn't change the story. She she and she um, got around to admitting all this. At the before the the rose cocktail, at the end, it took her a couple days to give this reveal. You know, so yeah, but but the same the same matters. I can only imagine that the that the bowling tournament was such a thrashing, mostly at the hands of Crystal. The production was like, oh, this isn't even – like, what are we doing here? Like, we got a ringer on one of the teams. Like, let's just let them all go, and maybe we'll get yeah. some more drama, more chicks, more drama. There'll be more fighting over them. It only makes sense to have them all go because this. she should have disqualified herself. She should have said, hey, you yeah. know what? I'm too good. I Like, maybe let all the girls and their combined score take me on because I was born in a fucking bowling alley. I grew up in a bowling alley, and I'm going to fuck these girls up at bowling. Bottom line, I'm too good. Her her mother was the woman that all of us know, the woman yeah. at the bowling alley Cigarette. who hates her wife. Yep. Back in the day, she was smoking, but now she just looks like she is a chain smoker. Miller Lite. Yeah, just, I mean, life has been hard on this woman and you know she 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 takes your complaints when there's something caught in the uh, in the gutter or something, yeah. and she'll send out uh, the you know the pedophile uh, maintenance guy to in, get your stuff. Inbred nephew. 
Yeah, begrudgingly she'll do that. When you force them to work, they're really pissed off. 100%. So that that woman is Crystal's mom, and then she takes it, the story just makes it a little bit more convenient and takes it one more step further. Not only did she grow up in a a bowling alley, so all those things were triggered as they were at the bowling alley, but her mother also had horrible luck with men that became untrusting men who screwed her over. This chick's nuts. so not only did Ari take him to a bowling alley, but he did something that violated her trust. How convenient a, a thing to happen and then her to have the exact story to tell to try to explain her just being a whiny little yeah, bit. 100%. So then he has they have the group. He's like, all right, well, see you later. I'm going on the group date. The group date is like in their hotel suite. <laughs> it, was, it was like one of my parties in high school. Where you get somebody that's old enough to get a hotel room and you pack 70 kids in there and you drink off a keg. Like what, like what kind of date is that? Conveniently, they don't leave the location. So Crystal not being able to stand missing the attention, of course, gets herself ready. She's in a robe the whole time. She gets herself ready and she comes downstairs to join the party. And I will say this, Crystal's nuts. I wouldn't go anywhere near her. She's lying about being 29 years old. She's had a nose job. Everything about her is awful. But she put on like this tight, like flowery white dress. And even at the bowling thing, she had like tight jeans on. This chick has just, and you'll see this amongst a lot of insane chicks. They get real into fitness. She's a fitness blogger in San Diego. This chick, body is so hard so well put together ass flat stomach like she has a smoking hot body i will give her that she joins the party continue jason well she joined the party but i don't know if he the way they did the edit he didn't even realize she joined the party because she joins the party to uh, get into a pissing match with the girls, and then sh- and then she she excuses herself again. Says I'm gonna. Yeah, wait. she's like, I don't like if you guys want to talk to me, you got to do it one at a time or whatever. And then Kendall, I think, is it the taxidermy chick? She's like, I'll talk to you, and she goes and starts lighting her up. And then Tia comes over and is like, What the fuck's wrong with you? And then Becca joins in, and they're basically running train on her to tell right. her what a dumb bitch she is. Right. So you're um. And it doesn't matter because the people that w- listen to this don't watch it, so it really doesn't matter. But you're blending oh, no. the, party, the your party with the before the road. It's all, that time, yes. it's all, it's all factual. So <laughs> um, so if you go back to the group date uh, afterwards when they're all vying for the rose, and I, I don't know why this just came to me, this yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty obvious, but I'm going to state it out loud. You know, the – the drinks after the group date might be when the women are the thirstiest because they yeah. want to get that rose. They don't want to sweat out the next couple of days. So they're willing to do a lot. And I noticed this because uh, Becca Kay, who she went on like the first one-on-one. She's pretty, pretty average. There's nothing out. There's nothing about yeah. her that's, that's horribly interesting, no. but there's nothing to, to dislike either. She's just an average brunette that uh, has a nice little body and everything. She shouldn't be there. She shouldn't she, be honest. Yeah, she shouldn't be there. She's the she eighth hottest chick there. As you said, like 
the party was happening in their hotel. And for some reason, he's like, yeah, let's go up to my room. She's like, okay. Yeah. And she just gets up on his lap and crosses her legs across his, uh, his legs. And they're just making out. Major issue there because she throws her legs across his body for the makeout. And her, she's got these big pumps on, like big <laughs> high heels. And she yeah. just throws her fucking dirty shoes and feet all over the fucking couch. I was disgusted by that. I couldn't look away. I like, wait, like, if you're going to put your feet on the couch, take your fucking shoes off. I don't care that it's a hotel <laughs> and you don't live there. I don't give a shit. It's gross. Your your shoes pick up all sorts of fucking disgusting dirt <laughs> and germs, and now you're putting them where people sit and put their hands. And it's disgusting. Continue. But she was uh, she was extremely thirsty, as was he, and they just went at it. And then um, the same the same night of um, you know be, trying to vie for the rose, a, a new woman kind of emerges here, Lauren. Lauren something, Lauren B or whatever Lauren her name B's is. She's the only remaining Lauren, yeah. And, you know, a nice looking blonde, but up to now she hasn't had any kind of scene time, basically. And then she has this awful, boring thing where she asks and they ask each other 20 questions. One of the questions being, what's your favorite color? It's like I, before she could finish the word color, I was snoring. It's so boring. But I will say this. She did have a pretty swift um, line. At some point, she found him looking at her pretty intensely, and she says, why don't you just kiss me? And then they start making out. Yeah. Yeah. And now now she's in the mix. Like, she's a contender. That one scene, because she ended up getting the roast. But he makes out, like, he's not shy about who he'll make out with. He'll do passionate makeouts. Also, I forgot to mention one thing, not to back up too much, but I wanted to see if anybody else noticed this. At the beginning of the episode, when they're doing, um, when they're on the boat, him and Chelsea, he and Chelsea are doing, and they're, like, doing the I'm the king of the world thing at the the bow of the ship, which I didn't see that coming. She's she's in front of him, leaning forward. He's got his right hand, like kind of like on her hip, but like kind of creeping down right into that crease, right into that <laughs> thigh crease, right like pretty close to the vagina. Like I don't, I'm not into this Ari guy at all. I think he's pretty much a zero. But that's he specifically stole that move from me. Like I for sure would be sliding my hand right in that spot as well. So props to him. But he's he's not shy. Like he's filtered out all the chicks that he's didn't you know want to bang apparently, and the rest of these chicks he's like full on doing like heavy makeouts, like really getting into it with all of them. And uh, yeah, Becca's no, she's she's in it. They're good to go. So um, Lauren Lauren's makeout wins her the rose, and Becca is then on camera right afterwards saying how disappointed she is that Lauren got the rose. And I'm thinking, yeah, I mean, you because you feel like an idiot for going up into his room and just basically climbing on top of him and making out. And you didn't get the rose. I'd feel like a heel too. So, um, anyways, that kind of uh, came and went. Um, the 
they did the one on one with Tia. Yeah, which that, that's the next Tia. One. Tia is a. Uh, She's much higher on my my list now than she was last week. She did herself proud. She's a pretty girl. She really is. She's got some average to large implants. She's got a she's got a nice body and it see it's hard when they have these southern accents. You you know you uh, and I'm guilty of this. I know people don't realize that about me, but I'm I'm guilty of prejudging people sometimes. Yeah. And she's not she's not dumb. Like she's she has a real job, she has real ambitions, and they sit down and they get to get they go well, they go on an airboat. <laughs> Wait, do you wanna take us through the date? Tell what happens on the date, Jason. Well they do the thing the disconnect for me was um She's from Arkansas. I mean, she's she's pr- pretty backwoods from a, a geographical standpoint. And they go uh, they go gator, you know, gator gazing or whatever the hell that we want to call that. Um, yeah, in the airboat or whatever you want to call. It. I, I've never done the Everglade thing, so I don't know what those things are called. So I think they, they are called an airboat, and I I have done that in Florida. And, sh- and she's like afraid of the alligators the alligators aren't going to come up to the boat or anything like she's like afraid of, i'm thinking i just figured if you're right. from the south you not only you know love gators you're into it that was kind of weird he well, was much more into the gators than she was she's from arkansas so i don't think there's any landlocked yeah it's that's like the middle yeah. i think that borders like yeah. oklahoma or something it's like dead in the middle yeah. it's like in the missouri part because so you go from her being like really weary of alligators to her telling him about how she used to do frogging, you know, with the little gig and uh, and and all this stuff. Well, yeah, to where, yeah, like, yeah. The that, date that was is the disconnect there. So this the first one on one date was on a fucking yacht, and they're where they're shipping, shipping, dude, sipping champagne. They're like, right. it's a fucking baller. You know, it's a $30 million yacht. It's beautiful. This one is also on a boat, but it's an airboat. And they look at some gators in the glades and then they show up. They're like, all right, here's the date. And they show up and it's like, a, it's a, a literal shack yeah. in the middle of the glades. It was right out of Waterboy. It's yeah. It's it was very like you could hear the uh, dueling banjos. <laughs> like it was very ominous. Mm-hmm. And then some dudes came out, and you could barely. Luckily, Tia was there to translate because his <laughs> accent was indecipherable. Yeah. She spoke Southern, and he's like, "I built this house myself." And it's like, yeah, I could tell it had that like <laughs> it had that like plastic furniture that people's grandmas buy at at target like on the on the um porch but also there was like just a bunch of like random shit like they couldn't have got their pas to come like tidy up a bit because there was just like sort of shit piled up everywhere it was a weird like i don't how did they choose that as a location to have a date they just went to some guy's house where he had fried frog legs for them <laughs> yeah, she got the short end of the stick. Big I really time. do. I really do think that 
that whole thing was pre premeditated, and they just assumed that she would be in her uh, in her world. Well, it which did work because the guy whose house it was is like mainly my main thing I like to do is go frogging, and she's like, "Oh yeah, we do that at home too." And this yep. Ari's like, "What the fuck?" First of all, he had to eat. Fr- he's looking at these frog legs like I ain't fucking eating those, and. Right. Uh, and she's like, oh, yeah, we do that at home, too. And then then she, you could tell she's like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. And then later they're chilling, and he's like, so what the fuck's this frogging all about? And she knew all the details of how to go frog. You bring, like, a oh, spear, yeah. and she knew, like, all – she's like, I, you know, I don't really do it, but I know about it. It's definitely something – people hunt frogs? But what, oh, yeah. What, what, in this country, in this century, people hunt frogs oh, yeah. for food? Yeah. That's a big thing down there. Get the fuck or out of here. Just, just for sport. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I um, yeah. That so the date was the date was fine. It was kind of weird. And then she scored points, looking really hot at the dinner. She gets the rose. I think she made a lot of inroads with him as far as uh, how this relationship is going. I think she's one of the finalists now. Hundred percent. Um. 100%. So she she won me over too. By the way, she's um. She is a she's not just like one of these dummies that comes on the show. Like she's a she's seems like an interesting person. And she's like, yeah, she's like, I'm from the country, but I'm in Little Rock now and I'm a physical therapist. And but and then she's like, but I don't see myself in Little Rock for the rest of my life. Or in Arkansas, she's like, I want, you know, I want more out of life, which is what you want to hear from somebody. And he's like, well, and this was very telling, I thought. He's like, well, I'm sure there's lots of uh, clients for physical therapy in Scottsdale, which is the first he has alluded to a future with somebody. And then she says something and she's the first to say this thing on this show what does she say, Jason? I am falling in love with you. Is that what her words were? I think so. I think so. I'm falling in love with you. This is episode four, I think. Yeah. Maybe five. Yeah. But um, she's yeah, all in. I mean, she's cool. I, I, I don't mind her at all. Not um, a bit. So it, uh, I don't know how, if there was any drama back at the, uh, the hotel room or not, but they, you flash forward to the rose ceremony. Crystal basically, um, need some alone time with them. And she tells them everything that you've already said right. that you thought happened earlier in yeah, the episode. So. She that tells, tells the mom and Boeing story, but, but Sob story. the important thing here is that she went into this, uh, to this talk before the rose ceremony as this is when I bring him back. This is when I basically tell him, um, everything is fine. And she actually says the words, I mean, I just see this as our first fight. And then she kind of giggles and he pretty he hits her pretty deadpan with, well, it could be our last fight. Yeah, you know, like pretty pretty uh pretty stern and cold. No, and she admitted as much. He's a hundred percent over this chick, Jason. We've all mm-hmm. been in this situation. We all know this girl where you're like kind of into her, and then she shows her true colors, and you're like, right. oh, I dodged a bullet here. I'm out of this. Yeah. And I I won't spoil anything, but he's Ari is done with crystal crystal is not yeah. going to win the bachelor let's just say that which which goes against what i thought i think last week i had her 
at the hometowns. Right. And it, it's really, that's really looking like a long shot at this point. I think he, excuse me, I think he had a holdover. The producers made him hold her over. Yeah, she's a, we'll get she's, to the a roses. she's a producer's pick. She's, a, she's like a manager's yeah. selection at the All Star game. Like everyone and, and, knows she shouldn't be there, but it, right. no one gets a say. And, and I mean, and, and she was the reason why there was so much drama. People tuned into the very end of the final rows to to see if she would she would go. And they're going to Paris next week, so it's like, yeah, we need drama in Paris. And I think the producers just said, "I know you're over this chick, but we got we need her for the show." One more, one more. Yep. Uh, okay, so that then then so who has roses? Tia. Yep. And um, Chelsea. Both got roses mm-hmm. on their dates. Yep. Um, I, you know, he's only not given a rose on one, one on one, so far. And really, that is like my favorite part of the show. When he take when the bachelor takes someone on a date, and, and oh. it just at the end of the date, it's like you know what, huh. sorry. And I don't think it usually happens more than once a season, but. At some point, hopefully, they do the thing where two chicks go on a date with him. <laughs> and Always, he, and he and only one gets a rose. Or I think I think that'll be uh, I, that's probably when Crystal will go. Well, she's going to go on a two on one at some point, and she'll be sent home, or both of them are sent home. But if you saw in the teaser for next week, he sends somebody home from a date. Cause oh yeah, yeah. They, they take the, they, take they had the a little bit. Yeah. This, when the suitcase goes, that means his date is going home. So, right. um, but yeah, I, um, who else had, had roses going into the ceremony? So it, it was just the uh, two of them, Tia and Chelsea. Lauren, Lauren B. And Lauren B. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. She got the like, um, best group date rose. Yeah. Um, uh, and again, she's obviously, she's not going to win. She's not, she hasn't shown, at least in her edit, my um, thin upper lip guarantees that you're insane rule yet. But she does have that thin upper lip, so watch out for her. Um, right. And and then so then it comes down to he gives a rose to um, little Becca, who is just I really like her. I just yeah, and so does he. And I, he made another comment I think this week about their physical chemistry <laughs> because he's yeah. she's like. 22 she's so fun like she's just she has a sexiness that oozes from her and, and she, he really wants she, to bang her she took apart crystal she it did. was a an unfair match she her, was she's a, a match of words that she just completely dominated yeah she's mature she's not she doesn't come off yeah. like a typical 22 year old but, so, but yeah. she says to crystal why are you here and for some reason, Crystal was just stunned by that question. Yeah, but she was no, very I, confused. I like Becca a lot. But yeah, you're like, you said he was a liar and that you can't put up with liars and that you hate liars. And if yeah. Ari's a liar, then what are you? Because yeah. you said you'd leave because he's a liar and yet you're still here. So what gives? It was pretty she, – she fucking ruined her with logic there. Um, the other one he keeps is CN, who didn't get much – didn't have much going on this week. Again, she's the one that went to Yale. I don't feel like there's a match there. Uh, very smart. Yeah. Right. Very smart. Um, Kendall, the taxidermist, hangs around. Uh, Not sure why. Well, Kendall actually was, uh, she told him a story about how she defended him with Crystal and he liked that. But yeah. Kendall also at some point um, admitted to him that just 
just because she's curious, she wants to see what human tastes like. Oh yeah, she did. Yeah, she's yeah, she and she that. was kind of surprised that yeah. he didn't. Yeah, he's and like, he's uh, like, no. He's like, man, sometimes you, you know, I, there's always something you say that weirds me out or something. But he still continues to keep a taxidermist on the uh, on the show. She'll be. Well, I'd like to see her on Bachelor in Paradise because she'll freak some people out there too. I'm sure me. she will. Yeah. Um. Then then Becca K, who with the dirty feet that we talked about earlier, yep. the makeouts. She's just she's around. Jacqueline, who you like. And again, yep. has she? They had like a little bit of a sit down at the cocktail party and with, yep. with some hot and heavy kissing. Jacqueline is cute. Also, we find out she's like some kind of New York City psychologist. And she, um, I mean, she maximized her three minutes on yeah. on camera. They haven't done shit with her all season. All season. But uh, it says research coordinator is her uh, is her occupation but anyways yes um but yeah he said something about her being a psychologist but she does a pretty damn good job of summing him up um and just summing up the dynamic of the show and relationships and it's just struck me that she's way too smart for him yeah there's that kind of person i thought that would be her appeal but i think he's gonna he's probably gonna ditch her because it's she's way too smart he wants somebody a little more on his level um but jacqueline who you've always had as a sleeper and i'm like why is this chick here she's not bad i don't uh i don't mind her at all um then jenna and i'll be honest i confuse jenna with kendall and lauren b whenever one of the, they're all blonde and whenever one of them is on the screen i'm not sure who it is and i wish that they would put the thing the the name but she gets a rose and then so then it's down to um Mikel, who is so fucking hot like really really just smoking hot chick yep. um crystal Marique. crystal marique the the bangladeshi who's you know i don't like to i i'm open to any kind of gender definition people want to go with so i don't <laughs> i don't know what marique's got going on there um and amber right was she still there Amber. yeah i believe so ashley ashley that's right ashley, ashley. Yeah. um and and crystal who we mentioned um and so then it comes down to the final rose and you're like oh yeah he's getting rid of this crystal bitch and no alas he sends home the beautiful Mikel. once again mm-hmm. brian's favorite goes home for the second week in a row to save Crystal, who then goes on just an insane, like, Cruella DeVille rant <laughs> in her post-show interview about how, fuck these bitches, you know, you, you got me, I'm still here, girls, like, you don't like me, too bad, because we have a connect, like, all the shit she does. And her, much like Chad, the villain Chad, from a couple bachelorettes ago. One of the greatest villains in the history of reality right, but TV. it's, you can only, that only... You can't, it can't happen the whole time. Like it's the same thing every week. And my my prediction is that Crystal is she got one producer's pass. Um, but now we're getting down. We're getting close to hometowns and shit. So she she's gone next week. She's so she so, gets sent home from Paris for sure. Let's talk about um, really kind of the cold bloodedness of sending Mikel home because she goes yeah. home for to a dead. Uh, Tahoe to Utah, where she's from, where she's a wedding then, photographer. Yeah, and then she comes back for a group date, and there didn't seem to be any any kind of time with them. And so he he says goodbye to her, and he has the balls to be like, 
Yeah, you know, we just couldn't uh, couldn't quite get there. You know, just couldn't didn't yeah. quite have the have the time. Well, it's like, yeah, my fu- my fucking grandfather died, asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just couldn't, just weren't quite there yet. You yeah. know, yeah. oh jeez, I came Paul. back for you, dickhead. Yeah. And uh, and Marique, um, oh, I've been te- I've been telling the listeners on this podcast that the, whenever he says, um, "Will you accept this rose?" Her reaction has been indifferent yes. at best like yes sure yeah sure i don't and think they ever had a makeout she's yeah. like the only chick there that he didn't make yeah. out with and and so he sends her home and she has the almost the exact same indifference yeah like yeah okay cool. she, just, she just gives him yeah. like a little side hug just like a little like pat on the back hug like okay yeah. see you later yeah yeah All good so anyways i uh that kind of sums it up mikhail's out yeah, that's it for Mikel. We're down to uh, okay. Let's uh, go ahead. Give us your top three, Jason. Who do you? Who are your three favorites at this point? All right, Tia jumps out. I think. Uh, I think Chelsea. We're talking about going to the uh, fantasy suite. Yeah, the last yep. three. Yep. Tia, Chelsea, and I think I'm still on the uh, Becca M train for the last three yeah for some reason i just feel like the kid thing i I like your choices i just feel like the kid thing is gonna end at hometowns i don't see chelsea m making it to the fantasy suites um so i'm gonna say tia for sure becca m and dark horse jacqueline <laughs> so now, so now you're on my my bandwagon. Well, for I'm just, yeah, I'm just looking at this list. I, I, I mean, because I, my thing is that Lauren B. I think may have snuck into hometowns last night. Lauren B. She's kind of nondescript, but I think she she made some points. So maybe if I was to replace Chelsea in my three, I might go Lauren my, B. My feeling is he's got Becca K. in that third place spot, but I just can't. I can't. I can't go there. She's so nondescript and uninteresting to me. Plus she put her dirty shoes all over the couch. So I the can't. edit. Yeah, no, she's, I don't think she's long for the show, but the, the edit for next week, if you, if you watch it, it insinuates that Jacqueline goes on the one-on-one date that things don't go quite well at the dinner. And then they, sh- they show the, you know, the, the person taking home the suitcase. So, right. Jacqueline might be sent home on the one-on-one, but Interesting. we'll see. Interesting. Could be. She's cute. You you were right about her. I'll give you that. Uh, okay, quickly, before we wrap up, I saw that we got a couple emails, and they're both oh, direct, good. They're directed at you. What was, what was the guy's name last week with the real uh, oh, women-sensitive question? Irk. 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 Who's like, yeah. who's like, how's this guy not fucking straight-up raping these chicks? He's mm-hmm. like, I liked, if I get hard, we're fucking. That guy? <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty much Irk's take yeah, on he's, relationships. He's a real work. Cyrano de Bergerac, that guy. Good guy, though. Uh, here's one. Here's one you'll like it, uh, Jason. Stu's real favorite show. When are you and Jay Stu going to start recapping Stu's real reality TV obsession, RuPaul's Drag Race? That's from JC in Calgary. Do you, do you get that one, Ed? He's um, he's that mean. He's saying you're gay. Oh, okay. Well, you just called me Ed, and you're saying some guy's calling me gay. Whatever. I do two shows. Uh, I uh, swing and a miss there, JC. I don't uh, like Kyle. Kyle Brandt would would attest to this. Um, He, you're not the first or the last guy to insinuate that I might be gay. Um, I, I love to keep people guessing. I'm never going to give it away. I mean, I, 
I know what sexuality I am. I know what I prefer. You. But if you have, uh, you know, if if you're questioning things or I've said or done something that makes you think about uh, other things, I'm never going to give you the satisfaction of of knowing. You are very not gay, Jason. I just never know. I don't need to guess. Know, uh, and then there's one more that came in for, oh, here we go. This is from a guy called Murph. Hi, Brian and Jason. Your podcast prompted me to watch The Bachelor. I like it a lot, but some moments are so painfully cringy that I have to look away. Do you have similar feelings? Also, I noticed that Ari has not once had to adjust his trousers to conceal a massive boner. He has hot chicks rubbing up on him all the time. You would think he would be too messing, but no, Ari might be seeking a beard, not true love. That's from Murph in Long Island. That's more like it, Murph. Um, yes, I get very cringed out through parts. That's why I have to pause and fast forward quite a bit because it just makes me so uncomfortable. Jason, I feel feeds on that kind of energy and really enjoys those moments. Is that true, Jason? It's a, it's a cringe worthy show, which makes it, makes it worth watching. And if you've watched enough episodes, I mean, you and I have been watching seasons upon seasons. You just kind of accept those. They're less cringe worthy because we've seen so much of it, but I will say that there are still some scenes that, that make me uh, feel like I need to turn the TV off, but I will give Murph this, this point. And I don't know if he's going off of my theory from the first podcast of the season. I have no doubts that Ari is a closet homosexual. You've been saying I mean, that. every, every single week he does things that just validate, uh, my initial feelings. So if, if Murph is going down that path where he's looking for a beard and he's always going to have a, a gay lover, uh, in his private life, I'm I'm with you on that one hundred percent. Assuming Ari is straight, he's definitely would have roped up quite a few times this season because he's had lots of hardcore makeout <laughs> sessions. Close, I believe he also had little Becca on his lap in a yeah. hot tub, which is it's basically impossible not to get right. too messant in that situation. So I'm sure he's presented it to quite a few of these chicks. And I don't know if he's gone Bob Guinea where he's quietly sneaking out in the middle of the night to head over to the mansion to slam them left and right. right. Um, but if he's, if he is a st- straight man, as we have no reason <laughs> to believe he isn't, um, he's, he's definitely uh, got gotten hard at least one time. Uh, okay. Until next week, Jason, great job. Thanks a lot, Murph, by the way. Good job, Murph. Uh, for Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. Thank you for listening. This has been the Baller Li- or the Bachelor Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. Check back with us next week. With his black guinea, he walks in the dead of night. Only way to see him is if he's lit up by street lights. He's slightly taller than the average human height, but the shadow we cast might easily give one fright. He's peaceful, but you wouldn't know with two kids at home. He was grocery shopping, something was stolen from the other side of the store. Only quickly molded the suspect it looked like him. Now added police get bonus day. Came lurking under radio guidance. They crept up on him, walking in complete silence. They clicked the loaded gun and frightened the gentle giant with sirens. He's blinded, but by the rules, he's still about it. Hands up. Don't